Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody doing tonight, today, whenever you're listening to us? We hope you're doing well. Uh, Hans, how you doing, pal? Good. We're back. We had a little little bit of a break just to, for mm-hmm. all of us to clear our minds and, and just kind of take a little break from everything going on, except, uh, you know, actually work. A little tiny but, summer um, vacay. Yeah. So I, I took a couple days to go down the, down the shore. I know you had you had a, a big move that, uh, mm-hmm. that you took part in, but no, it's nice. I know normally we would have recorded last week, but um, we're back this week. So apologies for throwing you all off. If you were waiting for an episode last week, you can blame, um, you know, actually all three of us had something <laughs> to do. So um, just throw the blame wherever you want it. I was free. Uh, yeah, I but- was free. But you know what? We're going to have a nice big heaping helping of content coming your way. You're listening to it right now. So, you know, it's all good, baby. It's all gravy. And also one more thing uh, for for the listeners. Uh, One of the reasons we didn't record last Wednesday is because it was one of ours birthday was it It was Wednesday. Wednesday. It was you. (laughs) It was me. How was Rocco the cat? How was your birthday? My birthday was great. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, I did a fantasy uh, Premier League draft, uh, which uh, I said, you guys scheduled this on my birthday. And they said, yeah, come on aboard. And I said, OK. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, other than that, I didn't really do too much. Uh, my wife owes me some barbecue still. Uh, I mm. told her the two things I wanted was wing stop and some barbecue. Not on the same day. Um, but within the week of my birthday and I got Wingstop one night and it was, uh, absolutely delicious. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Love that stop. That, yeah, just had some friends over for some pool. You guys couldn't sadly be a part, but me and Greg also, we went to a Phillies game together. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of Greg, uh, but un- unlike you hands, I was just saying, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm glad to see your, your pretty face and I'm excited to chat, uh, content with you. Yeah. RIP. I'm glad I can see you, even though I literally saw you <laughs> that, last that, week that, for that, a couple that. minutes. <laughs> yeah, a couple minutes. That's what I'm saying, my dude. Yeah. So, Greg, how are you? Uh, Doing well, getting settled. As as uh, we were talking about offline, I, I thought I had everything ready to go for the, the pod in terms of tech, but I guess I missed a, a minor detail, but that's all right. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, digging the new the new uh casa and uh just living life sure lots of content so that's good uh we were just talking about all the stuff that dropped on disney plus i think today and um uh just in general hulu and and uh, prime and netflix all kinds of goodies so thank you for asking and let's let's dive into some of that content so First thing we're going to talk about, we're going to chat about the newest entry into the Predator franchise, Prey. Um, so, man, this was uh, <laughs> I really had mixed feelings about this. Uh, you struggled. You not, were struggling. Y- yeah, I did. You know what? I wouldn't even say mixed feelings. I think I I had definite feelings one way. Um, and then I, I kind of I actually rewatched it and uh because I felt like maybe I was too hard on the movie, which is rare for me. I don't usually, unless I absolutely love a movie, I won't watch it. I won't watch it and then rewatch it like back to back. It's, it's very, very rare, but, um, you know, I got to give it props. It's, uh, 
you know, it was set in 1719, I believe. And mm-hmm. I love the setting. Um, I love the use of the Comanche and uh, how they apparently went to great lengths to ensure historical accuracy. Uh, you know, t- talking about that setting uh, just put me in the woods for a predator movie. I'm all about it. You know, take it back to nature. Absolutely loved it. But um, that's pretty much where <laughs> where the stuff that I liked ended. Uh, it, it was just, I don't know. It's It, it was kind of crazy for me. I thought the first third was just slow as molasses. Uh, very, very elongated start before, you know, we dive into the predator aspect of things. And, you know, I, I don't know. For being a movie that was like a buck forty um, runtime, uh, it should feel quick, and yet somehow it still did not. Like, it, and and that just speaks to okay, there's not a lot going on. You guys gotta, you know, put some pep in your step and and tighten this bad boy up. So whether that means shaving it down to one thirty or whatever, who knows? But they definitely could have picked up the pace in that first third. Um, I have some thoughts also on Naru, the uh, the lead character played by Amber Midthunder. Mm. Uh, first thing, I I I I'm not sure what to make of it because, like, you know, you always get like the the far right idiots um, <laughs> that that watch these type of movies and and start complaining. They they automatically scream Mary Sue, and um, I'm not. I don't think she is a Mary Sue, but I will say like they, they kind of build her up in the beginning to, to show like she's very proficient with weapons and she looks to be like a, a very skilled hunter. Uh, and then in like the middle of the movie, they just kind of go the opposite way. And it's like, you know, she's not she's not novice territory, but she doesn't seem to be as well equipped or proficient as the other people in the tribe, the uh, particularly the the males that she's kind of competing with. And then the end of the movie, all of a sudden, magically, she's like the the smartest one going, you know, the the one in the smartest one in the room. So I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's got the skills that kills or if, uh, if she's kind of just wobbling back and forth, waffling as it were. Um, just very strange to me. Did you guys have any thoughts on that particular thing with, with her skills? I, I agree. So I don't want to necessarily call her a Mary Sue as, as, as we're all gamers. So I'll, I'll use the uh, term OP as overpowered Mm -hmm. um i think only because this is 300 years ago now technology isn't at where it's at now and it's not where like arnold had like all the all his weapons and everything when he first fought the predator in the first movie so you know it it, i i thought in terms of I, i think i'm more on your line of thinking where it's like she isn't the best hunter in this tribe I, I mean, technically, I guess she is now, but she, like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was mainly, she wasn't, she wasn't a hunter. She was learning to be a hunter. And then she ends up not only taking down uh, a predator, but also uh, like a, a whole camp full of these Frenchmen who 
uh, when we talk about some of the action in this movie, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to that. But she, it, it just seems like it's it's no, there's no struggle for her through this movie. It just seems like she, she yeah, she's very resourceful in terms of medicines and, and collecting plants and and she's figuring out like, you know, when she builds her own weapons, which I thought that whole scene was pretty cool when it shows her just using nature to um, to get her weapons. But when she actually has to use them and when she actually has to go up against an, uh, a much more sophisticated, technologically advanced being, she has no almost no problem with it. Like she takes a couple shots, but um, uh, yeah, it just it seemed it seemed weird, and I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say Mary Sue, but I feel like it was a little inconsistent with storylines. Now, I will, I on that note, I will say that she did a phenomenal job. Amber Mid Thunder did a phenomenal job in, in in the role. Um, I thought she was definitely the standout. She was in almost every scene, um, with the exception of like a few. But I, I, I think she's gonna be, you know, a lot of people are saying. You know, put her as Wolverine in in the MCU or or X twenty three. I you know we already have an X twenty three and and in my opinion with uh, Daphne Keen. So, but I, I just I, I don't know. I think her character, the writing was a little all over the place. Where, where what they wanted to do with her, I know what they, I know what they were aiming for, but the actual execution of it seemed a little lazy in terms of storytelling. I liked it. I mean, from 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 an aspect of being critical about the movie, I thought I thought you know her action scenes. I thought some of the stuff that she was that she did was really cool. But if I'm looking at this from a plot point, I'm like, I I don't know. That was the weakest part for me. Again, though, I'm not going to watch Predator or any Predator movie for a plot. I'm going for mm-hmm. mainly the action part of it. But. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say she's necessarily like too overpowered, but I, I think they, they looked at it and said, all right, well, here she is. Now we're gonna make her, you know, very resourceful. Oh, here you go. She's gonna fight a predator one on one and, and win. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it was, it was okay. I, it just, I, I think they could have did a little more with, with how they wanted to develop her, but. Um, you know, I'll dig into a little bit more later with a couple of our points, but, uh, how, what about you, uh, with Nauru? Yeah, I think you guys are, uh, are both off on this one. Uh, I, uh, I was high on her character. Uh, I thought she was very resourceful and they, they talk about it, uh, throughout the movie with how she is able to kind of see things. And even Tabe like says it where she's able to see things that he can't. Um, and she has the line right before she fights the predator where it's like, he doesn't think I'm a threat, which is why I'm a threat. Um, and so she's able to set up that elaborate scheme to catch the predator and, um, you know, check off some mud, uh, which, you know, gets referenced when she falls into the mud pit and then she reuses it. And she even has a plan of, Hey, if this, you know, animal doesn't stay, um, you know, or the predator, you know, doesn't stay in the mud, how, you know, how, will I resolve that? And, um, you know, she's the only one who kind of realizes that there's another thing out there, you know, besides the animals, um, in regards to it, I will agree kind of circling back to Greg's point a little bit. I felt like the first 10 minutes were a little weird. 
Um, or I don't want to, I don't want to, it was kind of slow, but I didn't really mind the world building and getting to kind of know the relationship between her and her brother and how she's seen, you know, in the conversations with her mother. Um, and it just, my, my, when I say weird about it, it didn't feel like 1917 to me. It kind of felt a little too clean. Like I was kind mm-hmm. of rewatching a little bit of, uh, predator from 87, uh, the goat. Uh, and like they're sweating in that jungle and I'm not saying it's like the most, uh, realistic movie at all or anything like that, but it definitely felt like they were in the wilderness. Um, and so the first kind of, you know, 10 minutes to maybe 20 minutes of this movie felt a little bit like they were just kind of shooting this on a lot, even though like some of the shots like kind of looked, you know, pretty, uh, portrait-esque. Um, but then once they, I think they get into that lion scene, um, and you guys, you know, you guys are, are saying she's OP or, you know, I think she, I think she kills the lion. I think she kills the lion and her brother takes the credit for it. That's, that's my feelings on it. Um, because we don't see exactly what transpires there. So it would have been cool if he had given her some credit for that to help boost that confidence. But I think she takes down the lion and allows, and her brother takes the credit for it. So he wasn't that great of a warrior, uh, in my opinion, but no, I'm kidding. He was a good warrior. Um, Tabe, but uh, I think I think he took the credit there when she when she knocked herself out. He saw an opportunity to become war chief, and he took it. You know that's fine, and that's fine. But but yeah, slight disagreement on on uh, Amber um, Mid Thunder uh, and her uh, her portrayal of her character. Um, mm. So, uh, the, I'm well, sorry to oh, interrupt. The ahead. one thing that I I didn't touch was the first third of this movie. Greg, I'm with you. I was I, I thought this movie was like very um, for a predator movie. There was a lot of there was a good amount of world building and and to kind of put you into that setting of um of three hundred years ago. Personally, I, I just I, I I walked away to like grab something to eat without pausing, and I came back and I'm just like I missed absolutely nothing. Like I understood like who her brother is and and like I understood like perfect perfectly what was happening in, what happening in her tribe, and it wasn't like a complex story, but. I'm waiting for the predator to show up and I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about uh goofy invisible predator or um, the one where he skins the wolf and you see like his silhouette holding the skull, which I thought was a great shot. That's not what I want to see. I want to see like, I want to see badass predator in, in all mm. his glory, just, just mop up a whole clan of Frenchmen or, or um, Comanche warriors. Like that's what I want to see. I, I, that's, that's why I pushed play on this movie. That didn't happen for a good, I don't know, I guess until the point where he kills the bear. I mean, he shows up and, and things happen, but when he when he sucker punches the bear and just like kills it, um, I, I'm mad. That's the that's one of the biggest parts I'm mad at because we get a big CGI bear and I wanted to see like I wanted to see real predator fight him, not invisible predator. I understand why they were doing it because you know you have to do a big reveal for him at two thirds of the way through the movie. I'll just make him invisible the other time. But I think that's where I started getting a little more interesting when the predator was actually doing something and not mm-hmm. just tracking her steps. So right. yeah, that's, that's the, just with the beginning, it was definitely slow for me. Um, I want to circle back to Amber mid thunder. Cause I still have some additional thoughts. I have, I have some thoughts on, I guess, both her in the role and I guess also the character. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's 
well, let me just say it. I mean, she brings out some big Aubrey Plaza energy um, and not not just in the way she looks, but also like, I don't know, it's it's tough to describe because like I wouldn't say that Naru was snarky per se, but there was just something in some of her interactions where like, I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't come off how I would envision a Comanche woman who was trying to, you know, compete with the hunt, the, the, the Comanche men and, and be, you know, a hunter and, and go on this quest and everything. It's just, she, it's weird because it's not even like, you know, it's certainly not like Marvel level humor or, or jokes or anything (laughs) like that, but there's just like little, I don't know, asides or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I see this character as being someone who would be deadly serious. I don't see right. see her as, and I guess you know the 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 argument to that would be well, like you know who is like that in real life? Everybody's got a personality. There's going to be you know some levity or or moments that uh, that shine through. But I don't know. It was just it was weird for me, and and it. I don't want to say it was like a total miss or anything, but it just, it wasn't what I expected from the character. And, you know, I don't know if that was her bringing that or if that was, you know, just written into the script or the way that she was directed. Not sure. Um, but anyway, that that's my thoughts on her. Uh, but moving on to the big bad, uh, the predator himself. And then, you know, we'll, I'll pass this on to you guys. Not a fan. Um, Interesting. The look yeah the look was very weird uh i think i ended up counting and it has like a 16 pack uh (laughs) i'm talking like eight abs on each side the mandibles were like all wrong compared to previous predators um the eye sockets looked wrong it had like really thin almost like hair versus the the dreads that the normal i'm just i'm not gonna call them predators they're yautja that's the name of the race i'm gonna call them the yautja the dreads Mm. that the yautja normally have this this predator or this yautja almost looked more like an urukai from the lord of the rings than anything else and it just it like you know i mean there's basic things that say okay this is a this is a yautja this is a predator but like you know, if you were looking at the silhouette of it, it wouldn't scream predator. It it just, I don't know. It was a really funky look and I'm not a fan. And I actually, it's funny because I wrote that note and then I happened to see yesterday uh, on Twitter that I guess um, Michael Vincent Art at MV underscore creatures, uh, I guess, was the person that designed the look of the predator for this film. And I'm just going to read his tweets here because he kind of explains and breaks down why he went that route. He said, uh, genetic isolation with different environmental pressures yields a variant of Yautja adapted to a drier climate, thinner, waxier dreads, thicker oral tissue and scalier skin for moisture retention favors crushing bite for a different diet. Breathes Mm. primarily through spiracles in the cask, not those two big cavities. Those are heat sensitive pits. An adaptation for a less jungly, less oxygenated atmosphere. Thicker brow houses heat-sensitive organs, which the mask is designed to interface with. Thinner cask loses less water. 
Bone has a special cultural significance to the feral subspecies, not only their armor, but as a diet staple. A careful look at the mouth reveals molars outfitted for osteophagy. So uh, lots of big words there. But um, (laughs) yeah, the main thing here, the main argument that he was saying is that this was a Yautja that that its biology was adapted to this atmosphere and uh, or this particular climate within earth and it's like that doesn't make sense because mm. it's not like this particular yaoja was living there for thousands of years uh which is how long you know biology takes to to adapt and actually longer if you're looking at the major changes that something like this would require so it just it, it comes off as kind of like i get where he's going but it's almost like a cheat answer it's like well that it wouldn't really happen in that time frame. Like you're, I don't know. And it well, don't get global me wrong. warming confirmed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was still wrong. happening 300 about, years ago. <laughs> when you're talking about a, uh, a whole species, obviously there's going to be some variations and we've seen that from film to film across the franchise. But this, this one was had such variances that it was, it, it wasn't believable to me as a member of that species. So mm. I just, I didn't like the way it looked. I don't like the explanation he's giving. Um, and then the, the, you know, the, the bone um, helmet or cask, I guess he calls it. Uh, I, I just, I wasn't into that or the primitive technology it was using. It was like, you're telling me it goes from, uh, you know, basically metal darts to plasma cannons over the span of 300 years like that. That seems like a giant leap in technology. And, you know, I guess it could be believable if there was another species that intervened and gave the out that technology. And hey, look, I'm sorry, I'm going super deep on this. But guess what? You're in the right place if that's what you're coming for. So um, it just I don't know. It, it, I didn't like the way it looked. I don't like the explanations. What did you guys think about this this design for uh, the Yautja or the Predator for this movie? It's like it's like the opposite of Men's Warehouse. You're not gonna like the way he looks. I guarantee it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I I am with you. Um, I the first thing I noticed, and I I I didn't like the bone mask. I hate I I love and I'm not even a big fan of like the original Predator movies. Like I've seen I like the first one and the one with uh, Topher Grace. And the mm-hmm. two Alien vs. Predator movies. So I saw pretty yeah. much what could be ranked as the worst Predator movies. And that's what I'm, <laughs> I I'm liked, basing this Well, I liked Predators with Topher Grace. Yeah, that I think Predators. And Adrian good. Brody, I should say. Yes. So that, all right. <laughs> You're throwing so, Topher Grace was, like okay. he was a star. <laughs> I think I saw that before I saw the original Predator. But I saw, like, the original Predator if I did, like, like almost 25 years ago. So it's, okay. I have to revisit it. Um, but I love the, like, that it's on Hulu. futuristic. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah if you scroll down, Predator, yeah, God, yeah. Predator, okay. Predator Two, Predators, and what about the Predator? I think I think all of them except for the last movie, which was the Predator. Yeah, I think that's I the only one missing from Hulu. Even Alien vs Predator. That, yeah, I. They're I'm like pretty a sure both pleasure. of those are on. They're a guilty pleasure. The first one is a, an absolutely awful movie, and I remember seeing like, "Day man, the second one can't be worse," and it is. And it actually. was. But it's fun. It's a yeah. fun, goofy movie like that. I'll put on in the background. Yeah. If um, you go, oh, so, if you sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. If you go to pray and just scroll, <laughs> if you if you go through pray and just scroll through, uh, like the 
like I guess like others like it basically has all the other ones on. There. Okay, so you don't have to search well, for it. And I was just gonna say, you know, now that since you brought up AVP, that was a whole other thing too. Is I mean, they they act like seemingly, I guess this is the human race's first encounter with the Yautja and AVP is a whole thing. I mean, that's can- canonical to the franchise and those predators showed up thousands of years ago. Like they, and humans were acting as willing sacrifices to them. They, they saw the Yautja as deities um, and those predators had plasma cannons and futuristic tech. So I don't know if they just, decided to go like the halloween and highlander route and just ignore certain entries into the franchise or if i I don't know i don't know what the deal is but that was just one more thing i didn't like sorry to interrupt take it away no that's okay (laughs) no i i'm I'm glad we got into some uh, avp is as as low as it's rated on um a lot of a lot of people's lists it 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 should be talked about more um it should be on film studies um <laughs> but I like that I like that design of the predators. Like I, I hated the bone mask. I love like the metal, the metal man, like pretty much anything mm. from like the first movie up until now. Like I, I really don't know why they had to go like like you would say, Greg. It just doesn't canically can it whatever that word is, canonically does not canonically. make sense. Canonically <laughs> does not make sense. Um I like that they have I like that some of the suit, I guess, the powers or I guess the abilities of the suit, which I guess were similar in the other Predator movies that they kind of use. Like, I, I guess so I don't I'm not that well versed in Predator to know like what I mean, you have the, the aiming cannon, which I it just looks dumb coming out of like a bone or a skull mask. I, I like it's, it's things not like it doesn't look robotic. It just looks like a, a piece of bone. Um, mm. And. I, I my biggest problem with his design, and this is probably awful CG, is the invisible part of it. Like I don't like mm. when he's invisible. It just doesn't look. This looks like this looks like it was on like a CW, maybe five years ago with some of these shots, and it just uh, and and the the and like the invisibility doesn't like. I I just think that whenever he gets hit or they actually like reveal part of his body, it just looks dumb. But then the overall like full thing, it went and you, I, I didn't even think about that when he's like, when he's Yurikai, he does like, he looks like he does not look like a predator um, mm-hmm. or the predator. Um, I could say a predator. Um, he just doesn't like, he doesn't look, he just looks generic. And I, I just, I, I didn't feel like if I was in a, a like, I, yeah, I'd still crap myself, but I wouldn't like, I, and I wouldn't, be like, oh my god! Like this is the predator. Like, I'd be more scared of that one than this one. Um, I I don't know. I I just it. I guess they they wanted they didn't want to because it was taking place three hundred years ago. They didn't want to show them too advanced and to make it look to fit in with the movie. Because maybe would it look silly that a a a, ro- or a being from another planet as scientifically advanced shows up and. Yeah, that would probably look dumb, and, and I, I'd rank this movie higher if that happened. Um, I, I think it would look a lot better. I, I think it was just... It's silly being the Predator. Now, if you didn't call this movie Predator and this wasn't a Predator movie, it probably been alright, but I think the fact that we're... You know, he's he's from the Predator series, I think that's why... It, maybe one of the reasons I think it looks so dumb. Yeah. So. I mean, I you know, t- and one more thing with the technology, it's like 
rather than have him use stone age technology or whatever like his version or the predator's version of stone age technology why not just show them to like even the playing field have that predator arrive shed all of his armor and then just you know go from there and find find ways to actually blend in with the surroundings and and you know, just use the brute strength and and speed and agility and and physical attributes rather than use that technology. Granted, it's still not a one to one versus a human, but uh, you know, it's yeah. certainly not you know the the tech that the predator uses. So I don't know. It just it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, if you're gonna devolve the equipment, why not just eschew it all together? Harry, what are your thoughts on this predator? Uh, I mean, I thought it was fine. Um, I'm not a huge, <laughs> uh, like I'm not, I'm not going to dive into, uh, the details that, uh, Papa provided. Cause I think he made a compelling case for, for why, uh, he didn't, uh, agree with it. Um, but I thought it was cool. I thought the skull mask was cool. Um, oh my God. I, uh, I, I cool. dug, what, I, what is I, happening? I dug the, uh, <laughs> the the lighter version i guess of, of what the predator can be i mean you know civilization can change over 300 years so you know and maybe the alien versus predator you know series maybe the continuity there doesn't feel right because maybe this predator is like an older guy and or an older predator and he just wants to like use his old tools and he's set in his old ways who knows um but this was definitely thing, a young buck. It was not an older one. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, oh, I will agree with Chris with the uh, invisible uh, predator a little too much. I, I, I will say this: like either just show them, like kind of just in the trees, because we're we're like this is kind of like the question for me, where it's like, do you want to be, you know, like is predator established in this? Like, is that why you made this movie? Like, so then just show them or if you think like people need to reintroduce, like go the jaws route of like barely showing them. And I kind of think they did more of that, which I'm kind of more of a fan of. I mean, maybe because, you know, um, this movie's set so far back, uh, you know, in the 1700s uh, that it's kind of like, I didn't mind it too much, but I feel like the invisibility was just used too much. Like just show me like the wind moving or show me, a sound or like Han said, just like show me that he's there in like the field. You know, I think there was could have been some cooler ways to like uh do that, like behind a tree and like he just kind of turns and you kind of see part of him. Um, I think would have been cool. I didn't need all the invisibility all the time. Um, like when he's on the hunt, that makes sense, but it's like when you're trying to hint like that there's something else out there, like you could do a, a little bit uh better, in my opinion. But yeah, I thought the predator looked cool, uh, different. I said, "Oh, look, this is a different predator. Uh, this is kind of cool. This is neat." Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't as wasn't as hurt as you guys were. I'm sorry that uh, that took you away from your experience, dear listeners. While we were away for that extra week, some strange fate befell six one six Harry, and this is Harry from the multiverse. Yeah, what are, you, are you like? Did you, did you start taking like acid or shrooms or something? Like what? No, man. I I don't know, man. I, I watched this Saturday night at around like eleven o'clock and was kind of vibing, vibing with You're it. Sleeping? I, uh, just hit right no, now. I just yeah. I mean, I I didn't. Uh, I wasn't taken aback as much as you guys were with uh you know the slowness in the beginning. I felt like hey more movies could do this to help kind of, you know, 
let's understand who these characters are to give me some stakes in this. Um, Did you like fast and... forward through the first act to make it go quicker? Because I, I don't not like. No. All right. I'm just going to say because no. I, I, I. Okay. And I thought the Predator was cool looking. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Well, you guys both mentioned the CGI Unique for the invisible Predator. And uh, that didn't bother me as much. But the, the animal CGI I thought was horrendous. Um, mm. the bear, the snake, the lion, all three animals. It was just like the wolf <laughs> chasing the bunny. The wolf chasing the bunny was, was <laughs> really, that's when I first noticed. I'm like, this is really, really bad. Um, like I'll let it slide maybe on like invisibility predator. But when I saw that, I'm like, this is awful. Like um, I get I'm, it's more expensive and it's more difficult and it's time consuming, but for the love of God, give me like practical effects, dude. Like I get it. You're not going to yeah. be able to lift a, you know, whatever 800 pound bear over somebody's head and split it in half. I get that. Some scenes, it's just going to have to be CGI, but like if you can use real live animals, just use them. Like why? And we'll get into this with one of our other topics, but just the over CGification is like, it's getting to a point where it's it's just it's kind of like I used to be like oh man look what they can do and now it's like dude this looks awful, um and you know that that might be a product of the industry where it's just like get it done you know who cares how it looks you know but I don't know I I was not a fan of the CG of the animals that uh, hair any thoughts on those no on that real quick I wanted a real oh, yeah, man yeah. in a predator outfit punching a real bear <laughs> that's what i expected out of this movie a real guy just going toe-to-toe with a big grizzly and now we Peter got two might CGI. have some words with you we just yeah well you know what we just got two cgi blurbs going together that's funny um harry loves I, the cgi uh, no so like here's here's my big thing with cgi at this point in any other movie uh I am just going to blame Marvel and Disney because mm. they're taking up too much of the resources with now having these high prestige TV shows um, as well as their movies. And um, I'm going to blame them. I'm not going to blame anyone on this movie um, or who wanted to do anything with CGI in this movie. I'm going to blame Marvel and Disney. So that's going to be my uh, my that's my that's the line I'm telling from this point forward uh, with any bad CGI until uh avatar way of water comes out and uh you know they, they took 10 years you to plug, make it you so plug this movie on that, every uh, episode absolutely. wherever you can fit this in yeah you, and i'm I, i'm a nope you're no, impressed, i'm not against it i can't wait but every yeah. like you're gonna yeah be with, you're gonna be with me thursday night um but no i mean that movie is gonna be good looking because of how long it's gonna take to make um, I think the next big thing that we have to look forward to is probably uh wakanda forever um so like we'll see how that like that that'll be another true test of like you better get this one right as far as cgi is concerned um i did think some of the animal scenes were a bit bad i am in it the bear scene i didn't think was as bad as um the wolf scene and i think there was another one with like the deer in the beginning um i thought those yeah. were a bit yep. rough yeah. Um. The bear, I wasn't too bad, but I sometimes like I think that's also like the color palette. Like I think when it was like nighttime, it was easier for that lion to like not like be as like even I know it's a quick shot, but like that one looked pretty good. 
Um, and the bear like running along the river, I didn't, you know, and the, and the blood draining from it was, was pretty dope. And, uh, I didn't think it looked as bad as you guys say, but, um, and I think later on in the movie when it's like darker, when they're in the smoke field, uh, it's easier to kind of hide some of that bad CGI, which is smart, like know what your resources are. And like, maybe, you know, um, obviously they can't do that for every scene, but like, if you're using CGI, like. Try not to make it in like the bright daylight because it's not going to look that great um, in my opinion. But yeah, agreed mm. with you guys in, in the big picture of it. But, um, you know, I didn't think the bear one was was as bad, but mm. still Dude. wasn't great. Here's the Maybe thing. you guys got to check your TV settings. Maybe you guys got some bad TV settings or something. No. Yeah. Leo killed Must a bear. 75 inch TV <laughs> that I paid Leo a lot for. Hey man, you got, it on, you got it on filmmaker mode? Put it on filmmaker mode. Leo <laughs> killed a bear in the Revenant. And climbed inside of its body for real. And they can't make a real bear, a bear fight in this movie. You know, the budget, how much more money probably the Revenant got than well, the Revenant Craig has got. Like three people in it. Uh, I would say it's probably the same. No, to be honest. Way. Yeah, all that has to go pay Leo. I'll look at good. Yeah, please, please, pay do Leo. Leo money. Um, all right. Well, that's those are just some of my initial thoughts on Prey. I'll get to like wrap up thoughts in a bit. But were there any other points that I didn't uh, hit that you guys wanted to discuss? Uh, I hate absolutely hate in movies. And this is just any movie in general where for some reason you need to um, introduce a villain going into the third act of the movie, like another threat. <laughs> Why mm-hmm. the French people had no purpose to be in this movie, only to be targets for the predator and a scene that it looks like it's supposed to be one shot, but I'm pretty sure it's not uh, when she's wiping out the Frenchman. That's the only point of them being in this movie. It, it really is. The only reason I wanted them, I enjoyed that they were in there is because we got a really cool scene of when the predator just mowed them down. And I, I thought that was it. But I really hate it where it's just like, oh, now who's the real threat? And I honestly thought at one point the predator and Nehru were going to team up. And it's like that was going to be the twist. Where like mm-hmm. the predator, like it, it was gonna be like a big ABP like, vibes. They have like all this, yeah. Because I weren't the humans like teaming up with the predator to get rid of the alien or something yeah. goofy like that in the yeah. first one, yeah, yeah. That which is that, that's dumb. Again, that's a guilty pleasure. I'm gonna let it go. But for AVP, but for this, I thought like because when she's like she doesn't see me as a threat, I thought we were either gonna get like some like a kissing scene or um or a scene where they team up to kill like an army of Frenchmen. That I really that's where I thought this was going. And neither of them happened, so thank God. But when she like when she mowed down the Frenchman and like in and with like no problem, I that's when I was like, all right, there's gonna be a big army coming, and for some reason the predator's gonna look at her and be like, She's just like me. And you know, we're gonna get this <laughs> weird action scene. Um I'm glad I was wrong. Uh yeah. but uh yeah, yeah the French people too. had they had scene? no no right to be in this movie, only just to be uh, bait and get killed. So I just yeah. I hate. No, I you're hate not, you're not wrong. You could have cut out any of that stuff with the the trappers. So yeah, trapper. I yeah, thought, I just I saw they were just the Frenchmen. French people. <laughs> I thought the trappers made uh made sense. Uh, Stop. Plot, so yeah. Are you just gonna, are you like disagreeing with everything that we say? No, I just agreed with Dude, something you're, you guys said. But, are you pushing um, the Prey Oscar Oscar uh, campaign? No, I'm not pushing the <laughs> Come Prey in January? Oscar campaign. Um, um, no, I'm not. But thank you. 
Uh, yeah, but that that's just one of the things that, that I had. I just thought it really annoyed me because I'm like, all right, now more characters that I don't care about are in this movie. And it's like you already you already introduced me to a tribe of people who are like real mean to Naru. And, you know, it just that's that's their the, how their tribe runs. Now I got another group I got to hate on top of a predator like who like the, there's two people in this movie that I like. It's Naru and the dog. I don't even think I like the mom that much. <laughs> you were a big, uh, yeah, I mean, a big Tabe guy. Yeah, they're all, they're all like, just Sorry. they're all giving her a hard time. Like, just let her hunt. She wants to do what she wants to do. Like, don't, don't. she wants to hunt. <laughs> the fine. Whatever. Okay. That's just it. That's it. She's better than everyone else. She killed a predator. Meanwhile, this, these guys just end up just getting killed by them like nuts. Yeah, that's that's my one of my thoughts. Oh, the other one too, and, and just and, and when we could do closing thoughts, uh, mm-hmm. predators are the worst at predatoring or whatever <laughs> it's called. They <laughs> predatoring. They are at being whatever, predators. What, maybe what is this species called? What is it? The Yautja. 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 Yeah, Yautja. They're they're awful. Yowie. <laughs> they're awful at at being predators because no matter who it is, whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger or um, a Comanche uh, herbalist wanting to be hunter, then they can't beat them. It just it's bad. I I didn't notice it until someone pointed out online. Like everyone pointed out online, like the predators are just give them one win. I think they. I even think in like Alien yes. Predator, they probably won, but they died. So it, like they still died. Like you, yeah, just come on, make them a good guy or something, or just like get like, messed up. Have them ride off in the sunset in their 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 spaceship. It's just I, I they they're always getting killed. It's I don't know. That's it. It's annoying because I just know how this movie's <laughs> gonna end. It's like the main character is gonna hunt them down and kill them, and you know, it's Adrian Brody or anyone. Yeah, that's it. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> yeah, evil. Yeah, it, it's literally it's, it's he's a space tonight. Michael Myers. He's a space <laughs> Michael Myers. So, uh yeah. hair any other thoughts yeah i mean again disagreeing about the trappers uh i thought they were uh useful in the movie to get them to where they needed to uh have a cool scene with the the predator uh killing them and uh showing the horror because originally i thought the predator had done that to the buffalo but then you realize it's the trappers and that really you know man is our greatest uh villain against nature um so deep. and uh yeah thank you <laughs> and uh i thought that again i thought that uh fight scene was cool with the smoke and kind of the predator not really uh getting caught you know um in in a trap or two or taking some damage um with that uh in regards to it but um no i mean i, I kind of dug this movie more than you guys did which i'm sorry uh that uh, you guys didn't enjoy it. Um, I did find the budget for the Revenant was about 135 million. Jesus, um, I can't. I can't find the budget for Prey. Um, Not 135 million. 120. Probably like Leo. probably like 125. I don't think it was 125, but um, no, I don't think so. Either. That is, yeah, I guess that I lost that one. Absurd. I didn't yeah, even know the Revenant so. cost that well, much money. Yeah, but then again, how much of that was like salaries? I mean, you oh, know, yeah. you got Tom Hardy and uh, Leo. And Leo. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. But I, I would imagine I, I'd say this was probably something in the 80 million ballpark if I had a guess. But that's just me. 
um, for it. Fair, but well, ain't going to CGI uh, people. I'll tell you that. Well, uh, just final thoughts on Prey for me. Um, I was glad that they went a very different direction, and I thought it was a great concept, just not executed well enough for me. Uh, it was definitely better upon the second viewing. Uh, you know, I tried to give it a fresh look, but only slightly. Um, it didn't, there weren't major changes, but I did find myself being a little less critical of it. Um, so apparently this, uh, like Disney or Fox or I don't know, whoever was touting this as the, uh, the biggest opening for a Hulu movie. Um, should this have been released theatrically? Like, what do you guys think? What is is this rated R? I didn't even check. I'm assuming yeah, I would is. say yeah. so. Yeah. Um I I don't think it would um it would have been successful. And I don't know why. Like I, I think I, I guess with recent like and I gotta look at numbers from like when the predators came out, the pre or predators and the pre whatever. I gotta look mm-hmm. and see like what their numbers were because I don't think they run like the super, numbers. They were super strong. Yeah, I'll crunch numbers uh, after this after the show. Uh, I don't think they were like super strong, where they weren't they were, like record breaking. But the box office is kind of unless unless you're uh, Tom Cruise in a fighter jet, you're really struggling at the at the box office to like really make a ton of money. Um, at least that's what I think. Like I think a lot of movies are underperforming. I think this would be one of them because you don't have a breakout star. You you don't have a big name attached to it. You don't have you have a, a property that. People are kind of be like, all right, like it, it. This doesn't, this doesn't look like the predator that I'm used to. And people don't like change. They want something that they're used to, and they want to see like a, a more scientifically advanced predator, not one with a bone mask and that that kind of thing. Like I, I feel like this would have turned a lot of people off. And like I saw some people compare this to, they're like Apocalypto meets something. I forgot what other movie it was, and I'm like, that nah, you're just being dumb. The predator, like the yeah, the <laughs> Apocalypto meets the predator. <laughs> And I and it just I don't I don't think more I don't think this has the had a, an audience to carry it. Maybe it would have a good opening weekend, like maybe thirty five ish to somewhere in like thirty five to forty five. But I don't see it having legs, and this probably would have fizzled out pretty quick, especially in August. August is a real tough month to um to really gauge a film success or like at least project what it's going to make because it can make a lot like a ton of money like uh guardians of the galaxy or a bomb which which a ton of bombs have come out in august so i don't know i'd say no i it it wouldn't make its money back i think i think it needed to hulu release i think once we're talking about a sequel if we get a prey 2 or whatever they want to call it or predator 2 elect prey 2 electric boogaloo or whatever (laughs) it's going to eventually be called i think they'll put it in in theaters but i think to if they want to re-engage people's interest into predator then they did it right by just putting it to streaming Hair. yeah um i mean i i think a movie like this has got to be um like the predator like i think it needs to be imax you know uh put it in theaters type of release um unless you are going to do something like smaller with it like i know trachtenberg did 10 cloverfield lane and that's a completely different movie than Cloverfield. 
And so like Cloverfield could have been an IMAX, you know, it was a big IMAX movie, but like you, you 10 Cloverfield lane, you could fire that up at home and, and be more than, more than comfortable for 90% of it. How um, dare you? Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, I would say it in, in the biggest screen possible, but I'm just saying the differences of it. Um, but this, like, I, I think the extra 20 to 30 million would have helped or, you know, again, like Chris was saying, like, if you, if you don't have a big name behind your movie, um, or, you know, you're not like, this is already IP. So like in theory, it should be good. But I think if they had released this like middle of August or like, I mean, bullet train just came out and that only, I think made 30 million. And that was like Brad Pitt. And it's got a whole host of cameos, uh, in that. Um, and that's not, not, that's not as good as this movie, in my opinion. Um, so I, I would say, yes, this, this should be all future ones. And I have a great idea for them. I think they should treat this like Assassin's Creed and every two years be releasing um, another Predator movie, him in the Revolutionary War or something, like him in the, in the 1800s. Ancient Greece. World War One. Yeah, let's do it, dude. Let's, let's go <laughs> for it. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I um, Send him back with the dinosaurs. I'm riding a, a, a dude, friggin' T-Rex. Dude, that would be cool. <laughs> Yo, listen, what'll save the next Jurassic World movie? Or Jurassic Park Predator. Movie? Predator. Let's do it. Come yeah. on. Come Jurassic, together, yeah. everybody. Jurassic Predator. I love it. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I definitely think this, I like, that would be my big take is like, this would totally be something on a Thursday night that I would check out on IMAX. And um, again, maybe it's a little bit too small. Like I said, maybe the no names and the lack of, you know, maybe whatever amount they were going to put in the movie heard it uh, from being able to do that. But yeah, the, you have this come out like first week of like Labor Day weekend in September. I think it does, you know, some numbers. Like Chris said, the R rating doesn't really help. But I mean, there's not there's not a ton out there for adults right now. So, yeah. Um, one point I just want to, and this is like a quick point I'm going to make, and I didn't realize when I, like that bullet train came out because I actually was going to see that over the weekend or a couple of days ago. Harry, did you see that? Yeah. Okay, so I was going to go see it, and 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 I guess I'm going to contradict my own point when you say like you need a uh, big name to open movies nowadays, only because I when you said Brad Pitt, like he, I, I'm just like looking at some of his movies, like he hasn't opened a movie in a long time like to a big yeah, number this is what um, he so did he's he's not like a big name like i don't think like the biggest name like i don't even i probably look it's probably like world war z or something dumb like that for like his biggest opening but he doesn't he's not like a like he's still one of like probably one of my favorite actor like i think he's a great actor but he yeah. doesn't draw people as much so like even if you put like brad pitt in prey or something or like a predator movie i don't think it would draw like i don't know Oh, I, I, think, I guess I I'm contradicting that, what I think about it. Like a name doesn't necessarily yeah. draw it, but I don't know. Well, what I was just going to say is, uh, so the director of this movie is David Leach, who apparently did like, I don't want to say he was like a stunt double, but like, apparently he was like a stand in for Brad Pitt and he's like friends with him. So like that probably goes to like, if you were making a movie hand and you wanted somebody close to you to be in it and like, you know, if you put me in it, that'd be great. Um, yeah. But like, that's the kind of relationship that I think that is, is like, I think he's in that, like you said about, uh, you know, starring in it because of that. So, yeah, I really do want to see bullet train. So it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, as far as the theatrical release, I do think prey probably. I th- so like, I don't know. It, it depends in terms of 
the experience, I think it probably would have helped seeing this on the big screen in terms of will it be a financial success? Um, let's say it had a budget of 80 mil and then probably another 60 for marketing. So 140. I think it could probably make that like worldwide. Uh, so it would probably break even or mm. make like a little more. Now, that wouldn't be considered a success, but yeah, um, but you know, it, it would at least cover its cost and then maybe a little extra cheddar on top. So I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think I probably would have enjoyed it a little more had I seen this in theaters, hey, but that's just me. Maybe the love, maybe the love for this and the amount of people who are going to see it because it's on straight to streaming will, uh, you know, reignite the series and maybe we'll get the next one in uh, theaters. Yeah, I mean, it is wild that this is the seventh entry in this franchise. It's just nuts. Yeah, um, how many yeah. times did a predator get beaten? Seven, <laughs> seven. <laughs> so, uh, for me, you know, like I mentioned, this was better on um, the second viewing for me. I uh, I originally rated this two point five. Uh, I'm gonna bump that up to three stars for me. Hey, about you guys, very nice. Yeah, I, I would go three. If if the first act moved a little quicker I and like had a little more to it, I probably would go three and a half. I think that was the biggest killer for me. I mean, a, a few other issues that I had with it. I didn't I did not hate this movie. Like I, I didn't think it was bad. I, I think for a predator movie, I, I was very entertained. Um I think once the movie kind of got going. Uh, but I, as much things I said, I didn't like about it. I thought like overall, like the action was really good. Some of the scenes that like the predator, when they was fighting like the Frenchman and even the end fight end fight was, I felt like it was a little hard to see. I, I just <laughs> thought maybe the lighting was weird. Kind of like, I thought I was watching sucker punch for a second, uh, which is a, a Zack Snyder gem, but, uh, but like some of the, the, um, like just how the lighting was, it just felt weird and it looked weird, but I, 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 Again, I didn't hate it. I think we're probably going to get a sequel with uh, Amber Mid Thunder in it because of all and the way they set up this one. Like whether or not they do, actually, I thought about if they do a sequel to this, it won't be connected to the Predator franchise. It'll just be more of a um, like Comanche tribe against the French trappers because she even said something like, "What did she say? Something like there's a bigger threat coming, or we have." Like we have, well, we have they, to move. They had the little animation at the end. Did you guys watch that? I didn't, dude. I didn't make it. To yeah, that. the end credits were there. Were yeah. they showing the ships coming in? Yeah, the ships. All right, so back, I just thought, yeah. I ships. thought maybe that was just yeah. like I, I didn't pay attention to them. I thought maybe that was just like you know when they do like animations through like about the movie and, right, and right. kind of just read. Yeah, that's what it, I was it was that. But then they they added that last part that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So yeah, I their think boy, their boy s- got got and they flew in and said, no, 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 <laughs> we're bringing oh, plasma oh, this time. Predator ships or Frenchman ships? Yeah, no, predator ships. Predator ships. Oh, oh, no. The All animation right. shows them like coming out of a cloud and then yeah. the uh, the commands like multiple are all like, like two oh. or three. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, I can deal with all right. That then that works. I thought they were gonna do like a spinoff where like all these Frenchmen were gonna come in and like go after the Comanches. That's what I thought we were we were gonna do. But honestly, I want that just to keep hearing you say Frenchmen. Frenchmen, (laughs) the French trappers. And get Trachtenberg on board. I like that dude has has, is batting like a thousand for me. I mean, I wouldn't say this is a thousand, but it's a it's a it's a good movie. 
I'm not saying like you're either you have a good movie or a bad movie. Trachtenberg has directed like three major things, and he's Hans just good. Hans just wants him to be in the next uh, big Marvel movie that he's. Got I'm circled. trying to get which casted. one is it? Which one is I'm it? I'm trying to get casted in whatever Cloverfield movie Trachtenberg does next. Copy. That's it. I, I don't even care about the MCU. I just want to be in a Cloverfield movie. Good luck. Well, that last Cloverfield movie was crap, though. I liked Paradox, it. I liked Netflix it a lot. One. Yeah. Cloverfield Paradox, yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, you know, we'll get into this another day. All right. But um, I'll defend that I, movie till the day I die. I <laughs> scored... <laughs> I scored Prey uh, three and a half out of five stars. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it got the extra 20 to 30 million, but um, I mean, I've been over it. I, I, I think I enjoyed this a little bit more than you guys did and uh, thought it was a solid entry into the series. Probably number three out of seven for me behind, you know, obviously the original, which is the goat and um, probably the predators with Adrian Brody. I thought that was, that was strong. I enjoyed that a lot. So. Okay. Cloverfield paradox is, is great. This guy. And real quick, I just want to say why the paradox yeah. is so great is because <laughs> you know when they announced that and dropped that thing? Right after the Eagles the won Super the Super Bowl. Bowl they're like, yeah. hey, guess what? New Cloverfield movie. I remember going home and I put that movie on. I was I, I think it was late to work the next day because I overslept. This night can't get any better. I know. Oh my <laughs> god, a new Cloverfield movie? Are you kidding me? Wait, it, it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hans, why don't you take us into right. our, our next topic, Cloverfield Paradox? <laughs> yeah, uh, so the Cloverfield Paradox is a follow uh, to uh, I'm logging uh, off. I'll see you guys later. See you guys no, in two so weeks. We are going to talk about uh, the new Russo Brothers movie that came out, dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago. Uh, the Gray Man. Uh, I don't, I don't have much to say about this movie. This is not, <laughs> this is a very bad movie, in my opinion. Um, this is, oh, and not terms of bad, this is a generic Netflix movie. Like, there's nothing special about this movie that stands out, especially coming from the, the directors of probably three of the best comic books, some of the best comic book movies of all time with Winter Soldier, Infinity War, which is, uh, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit on our next thought, like if we do, a, you know, um, with Infinity War and Endgame. I don't understand why like, this movie should like, I need to look at the budget for this movie. Cause it's probably absurd just to pay the cast. It's like 200 movie. to 250 million. That yeah. is, that is absurd. Thank you for confirming that because this movie, uh, it dropped on Netflix. I was very excited for this movie and I was extremely disappointed. Uh, and I'm setting myself up. Like it's a Netflix movie. Like we, <laughs> the last couple of Netflix movies that we've reviewed have been, I, I don't want to say the word, but they, they've been dog crap. Poo-poo? Yeah. They've been dog poo poo. Um, I don't, you know, this stars, uh, I'm going to try my best to like kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, explain what this movie's about because I really don't know. Um, but I feel Pretty like I've seen, if you've seen John Wick, Born uh, Identity, or any of the Born movies and shoot them up, uh, you've seen this movie. Shoot them up. Nice. Smash them in Suicide the Suicide Squad. Also. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, throw in a little bit of any Ryan Gosling movie because that's the only character he ever plays is Ryan Gosling, um, and just a stone faced Ryan Gosling. So this is about uh, does he this, does that really well though? I will say that it doesn't matter. I I just I he right. shows emotion in one movie in Blade Runner, and all of a sudden he's a great actor. He's, he's just a monotone. Let's not judge him too harshly before we see his yeah. role as Ken in Barbie. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't actually. I'm, the second I'm, I'm actually pretty interested in that movie. <laughs> I, I don't know why. Um, 
so this is gonna be a hit (laughs) uh this movie's about uh uh a group of uh the cia hires these hitmen or assassins and it follows the story of its codename sierra six who um ends up with an asset of some important value so then the cis like billy bob thornton has to call in chris evans who lloyd i think his name is it's uh i think it's lloyd or something goofy um if You're you know a lloyd or a lloyd's listening i'm sorry i'm <laughs> sorry not, to I'm, all the lloyds out sorry sorry for the, all the random lloyds that are listening Mobby so, um, lloyd. <laughs> he is hired to kill sierra six as ryan gosling's character and uh you know it's if you've seen any of these spy movies you've seen this so they like you know they go to 14 different countries in a matter of 20 minutes and you get the big title countries. cards of where they're going um the action it just there's so much quick cuts in this movie that it's hard for Russo brothers to come from Endgame and Infinity War which like fantastic CGI action like they did great and then go to this where it just I I feel like this movie just was like all over the place I don't know if they wrote it probably because they write pretty much all anything they direct I think they're mainly writers and they just gave them two hundred million dollars and said here just here's a list of movies that uh we've all seen just remake it again because people are going to watch it because you have some big names in it um anna de armas or i I, she's okay in it i I think she's a great actress i think i just i I don't know i i just i i just billy Bob. i i I will give credit like chris evans like his character he looks like he's having fun doing the role um he looks like he's having fun playing the villain which i've only seen him that in knives out and i thought he was good i thought he just had a little bit of fun with it um he but... looks like he just asked for a liter of cola <laughs> i saw your <laughs> note with that i cracked up um yeah that mustache is whew, that's something um i i just it, it really boggles my mind at uh all the times that we decide to talk about netflix movies that we're not learning our lessons of why are we watching it and reviewing it because we're going to probably spend the next like 25, 30 minutes talking about this. But at the same time, it's like, well, we're putting ourselves in this situation. It's like when I see a Transformers trailer, I'm all hopped up and I'm like, I got to watch this movie. And then when I watch it, I'm disappointed every time I fall for it. It's like Netflix movies. I'm like, well, maybe this one will be different. Gotcha. Um, this movie, I, I, there's nothing special about this movie. This movie and Red Notice, like that's another example. This is what I, I felt Red Notice all over this movie. And all over, got a like, stink on it. <laughs> big, it, it yeah, you have two big names. You have and, and you have three big names. Anna de Armas is coming, like up and coming. Ryan Gosling and and Chris Evans is the same as The Rock, whoever the other guy in it. Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot, like it's the same. It's the same <laughs> thing, and they're all like whatever thieves. But I just oh my god. Um, some of the I like I like I, I the fireworks scene in the beginning was real goofy. I thought that's where I was watching it. Like, what the hell is happening? Because when they're going to punch someone, then they like quick cut to like an overshot. I'm like, did he land a hit? Did he like people are like, I don't know who's punching who through half of this movie. Um, And I just thought I just it it didn't do anything special that I want to see something from like as much as I love the MCU uh, and and the Russo brothers contributions to that, like. I don't want to like if this is what they're going to follow all those like masterpieces up with like this was this was easily Netflix saying here's money just just call it in like you don't like just you know just half ass it that that's it. I, we know you did these other big crazy money makers 
just half-ass this. It's fine. You're getting paid either way. I don't want them anywhere near any other Marvel thing anymore. I don't want that. I This is their stink. They're going to get like, I, I, I don't want them back in the MCU after doing this. R.I.P. Russo's. You heard it here yeah. first from hands. <laughs> once they start announcing the director for Secret Wars, if it says the Russo brothers, I'm going to be disappointed. Now, Feige confirmed. It's, it's not them. Great. No. All right. To attract him, at least do. There we go. Um, yeah, Got I don't him. know. Like, I just, I, I really thought this, I, and I, I don't want to go too much into how much I hate this movie because I, you know, I definitely want to see what what your thoughts are on it because with the way tonight's going, Harry's going to be like, you know what? Between this and Prey, it's going to be a tight Oscar race next year, and uh, like I, uh, I just, I, I don't. I just I don't want to do on a Netflix bashing. This is probably just gonna be one more step for me to cancel it. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't like much about this movie. I, some of the action from what I saw. So I I'll turn it over. Maybe you guys will change my mind from from my original rating and bump it up like a, a quarter of a point. Uh, Papa, what about you? <laughs> um, that was quite the intro. Uh, you know, as far as the action goes, I will say that I did, uh, really enjoy the action. Um, yeah, it did have some quick cuts, uh, for sure, but I thought it was really <clears throat> pretty good. Um, but that's about it. That's, that's honestly the only reason to watch this movie is the action scenes. Like, uh, you know, I, go ahead. Well, no, one thought I said, like, if I, and I, I, I don't know if I put it in my notes, but I wrote it down as like. If I, if they put that like fireworks scene in the beginning, and you put that movie in like if that scene in like one of the raid movies or or similar to the raid like that, and like some of the choreography that would that would look phenomenal with like with that setting and everything. But it just I don't know if the Russos just forgot how to shoot action. Like now I want to go back and watch Infinity War and Endgame and all that and and watch and be like, do they really do this? Like, am I have I been blind? For this many Not years, to mention you're leaving out Winter Soldier also, which was and, and Winter Soldier, like, and I and I know like there are even there's some quick shots in that where uh, where uh, Steve finds out that Bucky's the Winter Soldier, like that street fight, and I I think is one of my top five fights in the MCU, and there are some quick shots in that, but it's used more like towards the fight. It's not just it makes the fight look cooler. This is just quick shots where it just looks like now nah, we didn't get a good one. So let's take another shot from here and just like, and just mash it together and see what happens. Um, and, and I really need to go back and watch them now and be like, have I been blind? Like, are my eyes now open to I'm the, to the dark side? Of hands. Yeah. Am I got to watch me like, wait, does Endgame have that many cuts? Like does Endgame really like, like, is this what the, like, can the Russo brothers do non, Non CGI choreography, like I don't think they can. Hands is off the Russo supremacy train, dude. I'm off the rails today. <laughs> yeah, I I need I need Trachtenberg in here to I fix must it. Have, uh, I must have upset him. Where's Zack Snyder? Why does Zack Snyder? <laughs> oh God! Sad. How dare you invoke that yeah. name? Now all his bots are gonna come for us. Um, if they listen. So you had mentioned, uh, you know, an underutilized cast, uh, especially with the names involved. Totally agreed there. Not going to go too much into that. Um, not the most creative or original premise. You know, you expect something slightly inventive. Didn't get that here. You know, nothing that's going to reinvent the wheel. Uh, one thing you didn't mention was the god awful dialogue. Oh, my God. Just horrendous. 
I, I very wrote, uh, I wrote a line oh, down ahead. that like I wrote a line down and I'm glad you pointed that out uh, <laughs> because it's like when he threw the phone out of the limo and he's like looks like you're gonna need a new phone like all right like Russo brothers wrote this script or someone or Russo brothers or Josh Whedon wrote this script because it's so a lot of a lot of the writers for this movie are uh the writers for Endgame, Infinity War and uh Winter Soldier. A lot I think of the writers three of them and they oh, right. well one of them's the Russo, I forget which one and the other two are like their partners that they wrote the uh, other three with. Okay. So here's me, like, here's what like, happens. Ahead, we don't we don't have any beloved characters to ruin that legions of fans are going to rip us a new one if if we don't do them justice and netflix is shoveling money not even <laughs> shoveling just backing up the dump truck at us so we're gonna spend half a day writing cheesy old school action style dialogue but it's not gonna hit right and that's that that like that's basically how this went down it, it had to have because there was no way there's no way that they have the words that are written down on these pages come up and, and they think this is going to knock it out of the park. <laughs> There's no way. Um, Billy Bob, man. Uh, I love Billy Bob, but this was not his final or his finest hour. You know, talking about paychecks, this totally felt like a paycheck movie to him or, or for him. Um, I Man, I've seen him in some some great roles, but he was just awful here like legit there was one scene i i didn't even commit it to memory it, it was something it was i think it was right after six uh freed him from being tortured and everything i, I just remember him like randomly yelling but it was like the most wooden delivery that you've seen and it was just ridiculous uh characters felt like we were supposed to know who they are but zero familiarity with them um 100%. you know kind of what you guys had mentioned and harry you and i were talking about this offline last week but like um it just it felt like <sighs> you're using like the same type of delivery and and all that that marvel characters would have but we've been introduced to marvel characters and been on journeys with them, you know, through countless hours. And here, you know, characters are kind of like delivering a line and giving it with like a wink and a nod. And yeah. it's, it's like, well, who are you to just wink and nod at me? Like, I don't know you like that. So like, you know, it, you just come off as, you know, being uh, insincere, I guess. Um, <laughs> it, it, like we're not, we're not in on the joke, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I prefer a more linear story for movies like this. Uh, you know, if you're giving me just a big, loud, clunky action movie, just give me, give it to me straight. You know, you don't need to go back and forth. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't huge on the flashbacks that they had. And while we're at it, uh, not a big fan of the Russo's penchant for big in your face setting markers either, where it's like, five years ago flashes in the screen yeah. or, you know, scrolling by Monaco, you know, like just put it in a little bit of text on the bottom and let me enjoy the scenery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't need all of that. Like I get it. You know, if you want to do it like in a movie 
every so often sure okay but like don't make that your thing in every movie it's just it's it becomes hackneyed at, at some point uh and then what else what else all six did was off his pops and somehow he's the world's greatest agent didn't get that i mean i, I don't understand how that works uh no training montage sadly no no i mean you know i get we it we don't he see spent- him at sniper school we don't see him doing laps we don't see him in the pool but like just, they just just they, wait we'll get that's a, we'll get a prequel maybe maybe i missed out on like a line of dialogue or something but like you know literally um uh billy bob is sitting with gosling in his cell like hey you know we think you'd be perfect for this and it's like but why like what what were his qualifications other than just killing his dad was there anything mentioned like oh i served 8 years as an army ranger or like was there anything like that? Did I miss? Something? No, I think it was just the fact of like, this is what the program does is like, it finds inmates and gives them a second chance. Um, and again, I'm sure there's like a training montage would have really helped to give some background onto, you know, Gosling. Yeah. I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Cause it's like, okay, well then if, if it's solely based off of the CIA training, then why are they taking a criminal? Why couldn't they just take anybody that and pump that training into them? Yeah. But if there's if there's other qualifications, like you know, something within Six's backstory other than just killing his dad, they uh, then why why weren't we privy to that? You know, they didn't. The Russos didn't take any Marvel notes to be like, hey, there was a whole Captain America movie before Winter Soldier. It didn't just come like Winter Soldier and like Chris Evans is like developed. We have to like there was a whole backstory and like how he became Captain America. And it's like with six, they do none of that. They just like say he's got a couple jokes and like you just said, Greg, like he killed his dad wrongly. And now he's like one of the top spies in the world, however many years later. And it's like, okay, um, I guess that's what like this is me creating this in my head of what I presume it to be without them showing me anything of like what he had to go through. Like we get the flashback of like, you know, towards the end, spoiler alert, but it's like where he's like getting held down underwater and it's like, he's had the training, his father held him underwater. And it's like, Oh, I guess this is where like this comes into play and he's useful. Yeah. Yeah. But even that it's like, okay, so was his dad repeatedly trying to drown him, like doing that exact torture day in day out for years on end where, where Gosling's yeah. character uh, six it's like riding know, a bike to hold his breath longer, on. and it's like unlikely. You know, he probably yeah. did that once, and then the rest of the time he was taking a belt to him or whatever. Which you know, I'm not trying to make light of that situation or anything, but like it's just in terms of the character, it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't. It's like we go from point A to point Q and skip all the other letters in between. You know, like I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, we mentioned CG with with Prey, and I think the CG here was pretty bad too. It's like 200 mil. Where'd that go? Uh, the skydiving scene in particular really just threw me off. I thought it looked ugly, dude. Uh, that, that made know. me nauseous. That like legit made me like when I was watching it, I was like, this, like, because I, I was watching it on, on my laptop, so I wasn't like on a TV like farther back, I was kind of fairly close, and I was like, I Netflix felt- intended. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it reminded me and I, and uh, funny I, I, we're talking about netflix that it just dropped was uncharted i saw the trailer for uncharted and that scene where um where nathan drake is like on the plane he's jumping on the boxes and 
but right. like it's back, you know, physics. And um it reminded me of that where just like where he's getting thrown around and all. And I'm like, if I saw that on a big screen, I probably would like start throwing up because it just it just like if I saw this in the theater and I'd seen, I, I would feel nauseous. I had to leave and I'd leave for 10 minutes and, and come back and nothing important would happen. It's funny because I I have I really don't have like an an urge to see Uncharted, not a great urge anyway. And like I made that same correlation where it's like, oh, this reminds me of that scene from the games slash the trailer for the movie, except this looks like a hundred percent worse. Like there's see, no way that Uncharted looks uh the newer one with with Alicia, Alicia Vikander? Vikander. No, I didn't. All right. I was gonna say then you probably saw Uncharted. another scene like that. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> what else was there? Uh drone shots, yeah or nay. What did you guys think about them? I hate overhead shots like in action movies. I just I, I just I, I think like in a car chase or something, like I, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't like drone shot overhead drone shots where it's just like you're trying to focus on on an action movie. It just it takes away from it because in these kind of like like hand to hand combat, I don't want to see what's going on like above you because it's hard to like kind of just tell. When it comes to like street like car chases and all, I'm all for it, but I just I don't know. I don't like it. it there was I'll go back to the fireworks scene. There was one part of it where they're fighting and then you have the drone shot overhead, and I'm like, all right, well with all the fireworks and all the, like the cool stuff going on in the back. And, and, and there's like some smoke too with that. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like in a daylight where it's a, where there's a car chase. I like it, but I don't know. I think drone, I, I do. I, I nothing against like drone. I think if they're used right, um, if they're not overused, then I'm okay. It's sometimes I think they're just overused or not used properly, but when they are used properly, I think you can get some like really cool shots for for an action movie. I just think for this, they kind of maybe didn't utilize them the right way. Hair, what do you think about these? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad hands didn't want to upset the drones. So that's, that's good for his future when they take <laughs> over. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement. Like I saw ambulance, which was Michael Bay's like dip into his toe with the drones. And I, I felt like some of that was effective, but I, I think in this and in that it's a little bit overdone. Um, you know, it can be used effectively. It's just, I don't think we're, we're there yet with it. I think people are, um, or directors are just like excited to use, you know, a new cool tool and show off the angles. And it's like, some of it's going to work and some of it won't. So Mm. I, uh, I, I liked them. I thought they weren't bad. They just felt really oddly placed in this movie. Um, like, I don't know. And there, I forget which, which scene it was that used it, but there was one point where my wife walked in and I was watching it and there was a drone shot and she's like, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, what? And she's like, the camera. I don't like that. Like, okay. That was a drone shot. Uh, last yeah. point. And then I will uh, hand it over to Harris. Sorry, I'm going on long. But I mean, with this, good, just Netflix, stay Netflix. And man, um, <laughs> I, I would love to know if there is any oversight whatsoever to the product that they put out or do they just allow filmmakers full autonomy like you know at least with not at least but like generally when studios are involved it's pretty rare when they give directors full like 100 carte blanche um when it's a studio picture you know not necessarily talking about picks that are completed and then they they buy the rights to but but like i'm just very curious with how this works with netflix like is it the same or like is there any oversight whatsoever because i can't 
you know, again, I can't see this where it's like, yo, let's sit in the screening room and it's like, ah, red notice. We got a hit on our hands. Like, oh, gray man, another bona fide hit. Like nobody's watching this and thinking that's cinema. You know what I mean? It's just, it. I don't know. So like, cool. Netflix forking over tons of money to make garbage movies, whatever. I just, what, what is, what is the process? Where is the oversight? What's going on? I don't know. I think I think it comes from just Netflix capitalize, capitalizing on whatever the big thing is or the big name. And, you know, they got the Russo brothers with two of the uh, I don't want to say that the biggest names in Hollywood, but two big names with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Definitely big, throwing, a th- big biggest names, I would say right now. I mean, I wouldn't say I, right, I wouldn't say biggest show. names, top 10, 10 but okay. we can do an episode list. on that. That's a different list. Um <laughs> I, but like you, you know, you you sprinkle in a Billy Bob Thornton. And it's just like this. I you 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 throw those names in there, and it's the same with like Red Notice. Um, I can go. I, I mean, if I go back and look at other Netflix product, it's all the same thing as where they're capitalizing on someone who's coming off of, of like something huge, and they're like, oh my god, like we got the directors for Endgame and Infinity War to come in and make a movie for us. Um, yeah, we're not gonna like we have faith in them that people are gonna like are. are I, I apologize where, you know, anyone who's watched this, including us three, these people are dumb enough to watch this movie because they're going to keep doing it. And they think our product's great because we're using someone who who is successful. I'm not calling us dumb. We have a we have a, 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 a obligation to watch this to let the people know that this is this is a dumpster fire. But there's but they I think they capitalize on the general public to say, all right, well, let's get let's take a mashup of people that were in Endgame and had something to do with that. And we'll give them money because people are going to watch it. Let's put The Rock and 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 the other guy, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. I keep, I, that's I, that's the, the second time I blanked on his name. <laughs> the other guy. And let's just like plop them in Ryan a movie Reynolds. together. Like people are going to watch it. They're they're three of the biggest. They're three of the biggest names currently in action movies and all. And I think that's just. I think Netflix is just capitalizing on the general public of being like, man. I really want to watch that new Rock and Ryan Reynolds movie. I really want to watch yeah. the new Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling movie. Like, it doesn't mean it's going to be good. Like, I, I, I think the last Netflix movie I, I thoroughly enjoyed was was um, oh man, I can't even remember the name of it. Tick, tick, boom. Um, but I oh, think yeah. that's it. I love it. You're really like, high on that one. Yeah, I still listen to the soundtrack. Um, See, but I, I think feel, for I me, feel it was... like... go ahead, go ahead, Greg. I was just gonna say it was probably a marriage story and. I'll just, you know, maybe instead of doing a 200 million movie next time, Netflix should do 100 million and then take the other 100 mil and upgrade their 70s era room sized computer that prints out a mashup <laughs> of like, this is the formula to make a surefire hit movie. Yeah. Stupid. It, it really, yeah. they, they, whoever's making their decisions <laughs> like financially, like, I, I, I'm going to Google how much like Netflix is worth because if they keep putting like, and they, they just keep releasing movies like this. I, this they is lose my money. I don't think I've ever seen them be profitable. Like this I just my, I don't understand how they stay afloat. My conspiracy theory: the fact that like people just can can keep printing money. They just keep printing money because it doesn't matter and it's not back. I think Netflix has it in with someone and just is like just print out two hundred mil. Like that's fine. Like you know, it's not backed by gold anymore. Just keep printing it out. Like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> we got to pay the rock. That's it. I am so sorry. Please let us know your thoughts on the gray man. Wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, 
we've kind of categorized this in the uh, in the red notice world, and I would say this is a step above for me. Um, I, I disagree Ooh, with. That I can't. Take. My heart can't take this. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't I, I can't see how you could watch the gray man and watch Red Notice and think, yeah, this is the this is the same type of movie. Um, no, you're right. I, yeah, you're right. So um, I to a point I've always I've always thought like, you know, growing up, like you watch the team up movies or you watch when um, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones are in the uh, what was it? The Fugitive, I think, together. Yep. And you watch these movies and you're like young and you, you don't really get why those two are like such huge stars. And so like for me, like I've I've always been a fan of these. Like, why don't they make, you know, two of the biggest stars, you know, Captain America, Ryan Gosling, who hasn't made a movie in four years, um, you know, and now he's now he's going to make Barbie and have that come out next year. Um you know, in in an action movie together, like like a Jason Bourne style, like a Jason Bourne style, you know, thriller, James Bond esque, very heavy on the James Bond, and have one of them be, you know, the the hero and one of them be the villain. Um, the biggest problem for me with this movie is the Russo brothers. Um, once you take them out of that hub of the Marvel Studios and Disney, they they've made this and Cherry, and I haven't seen Cherry, but I don't think many other people have or enjoyed it. Um, so, you know, whatever movies they the Russo brothers took inspiration from on this just didn't hit and land. Um, they basically were treating this like a Marvel movie without doing the background of build, building up the Marvel movies. You know, they had a they didn't have to do the the work of, you know, creating certain characters for Endgame and for Infinity War, even as I mentioned for Winter Soldier, where it's like it's already all there for you. Like, just go ahead and like nail these these key action scenes. Um, and the the script for this is absolutely poor, as well as the editing for it. You, we mentioned some of the fight scenes, and they they are treated a little bit choppy um, and poor. Um, the CGI, I'll still blame Marvel for this, um, even though there's 250 million spent at Netflix. I'm still blaming Disney and Marvel for for hoarding all the uh, all the CGI folks. Uh, the train scene and the plane scene definitely stand out as, or I guess train or you know whatever that passenger you know thing was in Prague um those definitely stand out as you know they they had a couple moments where I was like oh they'll they'll get away with it and then it just continues and you're like oh no this doesn't look great so but it is what it is (laughs) Uh, again blaming Marvel um yeah the and like I said the the script was was pretty poor and you know I don't know who's given the Russo brothers money outside of uh, intellectual property next time to create something because um, this is heavily undercooked. I know Chris mentioned he liked Evans. I felt like he was just he they said, hey, you remember what you did in knives out? Just do that in this. Um, and I felt like he probably was having fun. at least he was making a choice by having that awful mustache and um, like at least he looked kind of like a proper villain. It's just none of the dots connected on like what's his deal. Like I don't I don't know what his like, you know, he's just another operative who's like just evil. You know, and who where's the oversight for the CIA? Like they're, they're, they they right. keep kind of referencing the boss man or whatever it is. And it's like that person never shows up. Um, there's a couple actors in this movie, uh, specifically uh, Julia Butters and, and Wagner Mora, uh, where they're just in this movie and not like Julia Butters. Like, oh, like she's panicking every time there's a fight. But also she has a heart problem. And it's like they just add that on top when it's like you don't really need to do that. She's like a young kid. Like. 
I don't think she's like used to being thrown into fights. Um, and uh, Wagner Mora, who is uh, he plays Pablo Escobar on the Netflix show Narcos, which is absolutely a hit. And he's in one of the like highest grossing Brazilian movies ever called Elite Squad. Um, and he plays the guy who ends up trapping Gosling um, when he's trying to do the identity thing. He's in all this makeup, so you can't really tell. He's an attractive man. Um, so, uh, but they totally put him down. We mentioned we mentioned Six's father, Shea Wiggum, Shea Wing, Wing Wingham, um, like who's like a well known actor who's like been in things, and he has one scene where you hear his voice, and you're like, we couldn't get like ten minute backstory with him. Um, and so it's just very frustrating. And I mentioned Julia Butters. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and everyone loved the scene with her. Um, and then, uh, the other one I wanted to mention, cause there's so many of them in here and I could go on. We already mentioned Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Renee J. Paul, uh, J. Page, the guy from, um, what was that show on Netflix? Uh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Like I absolutely, I, hit. I have Everybody not, I have him. not watched an episode. I'm sorry. I was so quick on that. I just know he was in it. Yeah, no, yeah. So, like, I agree. I haven't seen it either. But, like, (laughs) apparently, like, he was, like, a real standout. And he decided to turn down season two to do something else. And it's, like, what did he shoot all the scenes in, like, two days? Like, he literally has no interaction. Like, he could have just put him in a room and just had all his scenes shot. And he, like, just is is one note, like, just mad at the world. He has no range. He has no growth. Um, And that's the problem with the whole movie with with this for me. but with all that said, like, I still, I still found like, I, I, I like Gosling. I think he, like, I know Chris, you said he's kind of like one note with like his, you know, uh, you know, acting, acting, but like, I think he does it really well. Um, so I like the movies he, he's in, um, you know, we talked about the Bangkok scene while I, I love the color palette of that Bangkok scene, like six you know ryan gosling's characters wearing you know a cool outfit ana de armas you know one of the rising stars um like is like looks great in it and it's just like it's choppy and it looks it doesn't look great um but like the part like it has a good palette it's just not executed well um you know we talked about how many places we you know oh the places will go like the (laughs) amount of the amount of different places we end up in this movie is is pretty crazy um Again, I feel like this is another movie like what this should have been released in theaters, put it in IMAX. I think that maybe helps the scale, maybe helps the CGI look a little bit better. Um, Bro, God help anybody that would spend their hard earned money to see this. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. I think it's a I think it like it is a really good action movie. Like if you're looking to just like break it down as an action movie, whether you think a lot of the set pieces like end up working a hundred percent. Like there's no real stakes to them. Like at no point did I think when he's handcuffed to a bench in Prague that he's going to get, that he's going to bite it there. Um, And that's like where you should feel like, Oh my gosh, is he in danger? Like what's going to happen here? Um, But like a lot, like there's a ton of action in it, which I mean, maybe that's just the type of stuff that I like, but there's a lot of things in this that like check the boxes of like, Hey, opening cool set set piece in Bangkok, you know, at this cool new year's eve or whatever cocktail party like dope okay you know uh the scene when they go to prague and it's like uh you know the 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 scene in uh like i mentioned where it's like all the everybody's centering on the square where it's like the bad guys the police you know our stars and it's like that even doesn't pan out well there's the big you know set piece where they go to that mansion um i forget where it is um 
but you know the kind of the final one where they're fighting there and then they go into the shining you know maze and it's like that's even weird but it's like cool but it's like there's a chance to end this and it's like now nah, i want to fight this guy bare knuckle um that sounds great cool i'm glad we're realizing what that's about it's just there's so much of the movie where like the it doesn't it really just kind of moves like a train and it just doesn't stop to be like hey this is why you should care about me or you know they have that flashback scene which i don't think there's anything in it other than they just reference some lines again um and a record again to like make you be like oh play the record silver bird and it's like cool great um you know there's just a normal tuesday or whatever or thursday and it's like okay i got it like you guys are you guys are cool you guys are you guys got quips for each other that that puts you guys together um yeah it's just uh but yeah i don't know i feel like it's a, a summer you know f- fun fest of like if you're looking for a mindless action movie i think this is a step above anything recently that they've done in my opinion i i kind of liked it i think a little bit more than you guys did but i'm, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say i liked it a ton more so all right well so <clears throat> what are you guys reading it uh for me i'm gonna give it a 2.5 out of 5 and that's honestly just based solely on the action everything else you can throw in the dumpster <laughs> wow I'm going 1.5 and that's wow. okay for the action from what I could see um, <laughs> and what I understood. Uh, you know, it's maybe definitely you, maybe uh, throw that up on the big screen as opposed to the laptop. Maybe you'll get a, a little, <laughs> little less of a headache. Um, one, yeah. One thing that I, I, that I did, I did want to mention a little bit ago in terms of the dialogue. Um, I do want to mention one line that I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, Chris Evans Lloyd says, He'll give an extra $10 million, $10 million to put a bullet in that Ken doll's brain. So I'm pretty sure we just confirmed the Barbie extended universe. Hey, <laughs> I, 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 will, I will, I will get die it. if next year Barbie comes out and Chris Evans is in a post credit scene with his mustache. And this is all part of the gray band. I, I will say, I forgot to mention too, a part, I read uh, a part of this that uh, the first meeting between Gosling and Evans is actually improvised and they encourage a lot of impro- improvisation, which means do whatever you want. And it's well, like, that's not, I, I don't think, I don't think in <laughs> Die Hard and Predator, they were like, listen, just go with whatever you feel. Well, well I, I on that or the, the script was written by the girl who played the niece. Who's like nine. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, All right, Harry, what are you rating it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Um, I rated it a three out of five stars. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit more generous. I'm doubling down on Chris's score. Wait, Greg, don't give me that look. I'm one, I'm half a star above you. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but it's a big like half a star. Crazy. <laughs> Ah, if it, all right, if if I could do quarter stars, I probably would have gave it a two point seven five. I almost gave it a two and a half, but uh, I saw a movie called Bullet Train, and that was a two and a half star movie for me. Um, in regards to that, so oh, we um, also didn't uh, mention that last. It's not last one week and a half sh- though. So uh, oh, it absolutely <laughs> is. We also didn't mention that uh, a couple weeks ago, like maybe two weeks ago, maybe, it was announced that we're going to get a sequel and a spinoff of gray man verse listen listen we're not even we're not even talking about all the stuff that was announced at disney whatever con or i don't have time i need i'm not listen i'm not going down that rabbit hole all i'm saying is is like they announced these things 
And all I know is, is like, well, I'll, I'll believe it when they're actually like shooting it. Even when they're shooting it, as we found out with Batgirl, doesn't mean anything. So, well, who cares there, there, if here's, these here's two projects? things. Here's, all right, and just with that argument, really quick, Netflix is a company that doesn't care throwing two hundred million dollars into a crap movie, ah. but it's. But it's a successful – Netflix is a successful business. It's not losing money. It's somehow making – like managing I to – I think like, they I, lose I, money. Well, I, I don't mean like they're not bankrupt. Like they're not like bleeding right, right. money out. But right. then you take – the reason Batgirl was canceled is because it's run by a dumb – a group of dumb people. Yeah. Netflix no, isn't listen. dumb. <laughs> Well, no, Netflix is dumb nah, because I guess yeah, I mean I yeah I guess yeah, they, they are. Dumb. I don't know if you saw the diff- news today. There's two different kinds of dumb. <laughs> Disney Plus passed subscribers for Netflix today. So, didn't see that, but I believe I, it. I didn't. I don't. You know, I might have. Only, I only saw one article, so I didn't. I didn't fact check, but apparently that's what's happening. The Onion. So I don't think. Yes, I don't think they're going to be blowing money the way they are now, um, moving forward. So. Yeah. You know, well, and they okay. they announced on their last earnings call that they lost like a ton of subscribers because of all the yeah cutting the down on house sharing checking. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I to be fair, I, that I, if I was a if I owned a streaming service, I'd be pissed people were doing that too. But I, whatever, I, I all I'm you know hire, there's two different kinds of dumb with the Batgirl situation and them filming a sequel to Gray Man is the fact that Netflix is going to release it because they don't care about throwing money out to crap movies. DC, uh, whatever Discovery is just like <laughs> we don't know how to run a business, so we're just going to cancel this movie anyway. Yeah. You know, let's get nuts and just give me like Gray Man versus Slender Man, and Slender Man kills everybody. So. Grandman versus Predator. Like AVP. That's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, AVG. Um, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we just fixed these two movies. Predator. We'll have the Predator fight the Gray Man. That'll be great. Yeah. So, so yeah, but we're getting a sequel and a spinoff. So, because that's what this world needs is a Gray Man verse or a Gray Man we'll extent, see. whatever you want to call it. We'll see. Ooh, can't maybe, wait. Can't maybe. wait to watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're um, all gonna. And I gotta keep my Netflix <laughs> subscription till it comes out. Nah, we. Yeah, we if they weren't, if they weren't that. cracking on uh on sharing hands, I would just give you my login. So that's all right. I already use your HBO. All right. Well, we actually have one more topic here that we're gonna get to that wraps up the Gray Man talk. But now uh, we're just gonna do a a brief discussion here on a recent article from Rolling Stone. Yes, that Rolling Stone, not the one with Keith Richards, but uh, the magazine. Oh. They had an article. The 50 greatest superhero movies of all time. Boys, let's, you know, we don't have to dive hardcore into this. So just all right. Give Start me what at number got. 50. What are your let's thoughts go. on this? Yeah. <laughs> one by one. Um, I found this list uh, and actually it was sent to me um, by one of our friends. One, one of our friends that uh, they're like, maybe you could talk about this on your podcast, which is the fifth. Yeah. The 50 best superhero movies. Um, I don't I, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. I spent a couple minutes because this list is something that like we talk about superhero movies and superhero material a lot on 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 this show. This is one of the worst lists and I and people who are listening need to make sure that when you see lists like this they're only doing it for shock value for people to read and be like, "Oh my it's god." Clickbait. Yeah. It's clickbait. Clickbait was the word. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm thinking about. 
This is this honestly made me mad that I had to forward it to these two gentlemen to say, look at this. <laughs> I I think that we were obligated to talk about how dumb Rolling Stone is with some of their some of their list of where they put some of these movies. Because I don't know if this is one person or a collaboration. If we're talking about dumb companies with uh with uh DC Discovered, Warner Brothers Discovery and Netflix, Rolling Stones in the top three. Um here they put some awful awful choices now uh, you know i they have number one i'm I'm gonna spoil it really quick number one they have is black panther i personally don't agree that that is the best superhero movie of all time especially when some of the movies that are pretty much up in the teens i think are better than black panther but then you get to the point where they're putting uh, i i think it was like avengers like was it Infinity War was like in the teens, like fifteen or sixteen, which is absurd. Avengers at forty one out of fifty of best superhero movies. I, I these are like this. This made me so mad because you could tell the person that wrote this article, like just decided, I'm just gonna just put random stuff together and see how many people I could piss off, because I can tell you. There was one person that I read this and what there's one person that's mad about it. And that's me. So I don't know. I, I know when I sent it to you guys, I, I, I just, I, I know you guys probably agree with my, uh, my disgust of this uh, awful magazine. Um. Yeah. So let's call these idiots out. This article was written by David fear and Brian Hyatt and Alan Siepenwall and Mosey Reeves and Joe gross and Stephen Garrett. So you guys are morons. Um, yeah, I mean, I just if you're listening, dude, please. I, if you're if you're listening, please don't unsubscribe. Uh, just keep listening. <laughs> but you're dumb. Yes. Uh, so hands. Yeah, you forwarded this list, and um, a hundred percent. To be honest, I didn't actually crack it open until Monday, and I um like. I almost did a spit take at how ridiculous this was. It's just, it's a trash list. Um, some of these aren't even superhero movies. They're comic book movies. Not the same thing. Um, I don't know. Winter Soldier, which for me is the best MCU movie, is ranked 18 on this list. X2 and X-Men Days of Future Past rank higher on the list. Iron Man 1 doesn't even crack the top 10. Like, this is a troll list. It's absolutely clickbait. And look, it's just it's full of wild takes. If you want to laugh or you know to be infuriated, depending on your personality, check this list. Otherwise, listen to our pods for the real deal holy field lists. That's where you'll get Ooh, the it. big scoop. Yeah, but this this was just bonkers. Hair, what do you think about this? Days of future past sounds like it was pretty high. Interesting. I wonder who uh had that in their uh non-marvel. DCU top five. They're high. Uh, I think that was these me. guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so this list immediately lost me on justice league being number 50. Any list that has justice league as a top superhero movie. I'm immediately out on um, another, another win for Harry uh, Scott Pilgrim is a superhero movie. What a, what a validated. False. This is great. Um, already two points. It's already two points on this list that I agree with. Um, you also you mentioned one of the Marvel movies, uh, Greg, Infinity War being number 16, also kind of rough. Um, you know, I listen, I'm not asking for uh, Marvel to dominate, but I mean, they should have a heavy presence in the top 10. Dark Knight, I'm sure Hanratty was happy to see was number seven, which is wild to me. Uh, that should be at least mind blowing. 
at least top, I'll top give you top three? twenty, top twenty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're an absolute troll as well. It's fine. Um, and then into the Spider Verse <laughs> game recognized six, game. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Spoiler alert! I love six. this list. Uh, Spider Verse being number six was a bit wild to me as well. I feel like that's definitely should be a top five. Um, you know, but. Um, and I will say justification for you guys. I think you guys are crapping on me off air about Logan. Logan's number three on this list. So I'm sure you guys were happy to see that. That's deserving. Um, that, that's deserving. Yeah. I mean, is there some hot takes in this list? Probably. Uh, but I mean, you know, this is why you make a list for people to click on it and, and read it and get frustrated and then tell their friends and then they go click on it and read it. So um, maybe we added some more traffic for Rolling Stone. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't have too, too much injustice with it just because I think all superhero movies are pretty much meh as opposed to the Dark Knight series and the Dark Knight um, and Spider-Verse. Sorry, I don't want to forget that one. So yeah, I'm glad you guys are upset about it uh, uh, <laughs> because I'm not too, too beaten up over it. So sorry. All right. And, and as I'm actually looking through the list now, like some of them don't even, like the old guard is I don't even know if that's a superhero movie. That's on Netflix. With Charlie Theron, I don't, I don't know. I heard what that, that was actually pretty good. Maybe we should check that out and watch. No, that. Tank no, Girl no. is on the list. That's a hundred percent not a superhero movie. I don't. I, I put I, I put a word on our notes that I can't say on the show on the show. But it, right. like, I don't even know who Tank Girl is. Um, how are you going to put like <laughs> pretty, some of the movies on here? Straightforward. As, first of all, the Batman at thirty-seven is a, is a whoever these people need to be locked up. And right, that should have been need, fifty. Uh, um, <laughs> like. I don't understand how you put like a movie on here where like you put as I'm going through, you do not put like Christopher Reeves Superman. I, it's not a bad movie. I think it's it's OK. That's not even the best Superman movie. But some of these options that you put on here, like I think Man of Steel, which surprisingly came out nine years ago, I which I didn't know it was that long, is probably the best superhero Superman movie that we've gotten. And you're going to tell me we're not going to put that on the top 50 list in front of some of these garbage movies that are on here. Who directed like, that? Zack Snyder. Uh, also directed Watchmen. What's your point? He's he, he, he's good when he's good. Understood. He also he has more misses than hits, but when he when he hits, he's good. I'm not fair enough. I I've said that on the pod. He's not my boy, but he, he directs him. Ah. You know, you used to be right used now. to be a big Zack Snyder and Ryan Reynolds head, and now all of a sudden you you've turned against them in your old age. I don't know. Time yeah, has not been kind to them. Whatever, because you know, because Zack Snyder and his bots whatever broke that broke Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just some of these, like I just I don't understand, and well, I do understand why they do it, but like I, I they even have an article that goes with it is like the fifty best superheroes, which if you want another, if you want to get even angrier, yeah. read that list because it's just. Like they have Can't number wait, one. It's probably like blank man. Uh, he, uh, I don't know if he was on here, but like Wolverine, number four is David Dunn from uh the Unbreakable series. Hey. Number four out of fifty is Bruce Willis. Hey, hey, hey. Superhero you love movie. Unbreakable. I do, but he's I not do, the fourth but... best superhero. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing this list, Chris. Sorry. Now I got myself heated. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta fit. I actually, I actually want to look through, read through each one of these to see like what, like what their reasoning is behind it, because they probably got a lot of hate mail. 
Like they put like RoboCop on this and all. Like what? He's not a superhero. He's just a cop. No, not at all. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, that's the stupid list. So if you want to have a chuckle or whatever, <laughs> go check it out. But it it sucks. Um, hair. Anything for the peeps? Hey, thanks for listening. Um, I'm sorry I wasn't as down on uh, all the content today as the boys, but that's what keeps things interesting over here. Um, have a have a good uh, you know couple weeks and uh you know i guess depending on when you're listening and uh we'll see you soon with some more interesting content coming down the pike yeah, thanks multiverse harry uh hans what about you anything for the people yeah i just i don't i don't feel right after this episode like something <laughs> just seems really off with a lot of this stuff like i i honestly like i don't know if harry just had like a like some kind of like not like coming of age, but just like a like a, a like an awakening over the weekend. Where hey, man, like <laughs> I'm I'm 34 now, you know. I, I you know looking at looking at the world differently. The clouds are bring brewing, on the mindless the, the grass is greener. Like, are you gonna get to the point where like you're like like the, like that like 50 year old like dad that loves crappy movies like The Gray Man who like goes into work? He's like, you know what? I saw the best movie last night. <laughs> it's called The Gray Man. I'm like telling you're, you, you're when not you there go yet. See Bullet Train, you go tell me if it's the same level as this. I think the these two movies are a little bit of a step above. Uh, again, not much. I didn't rate them four stars. I didn't rate them five stars. Uh, you know, before we sign off, ten. I, you two know me probably you know better than uh, like anyone other than like my wife. Would I oh. like Bullet Train? I haven't seen it, so I'm no. not you. But it's more for Harry. No. <laughs> You don't think I like Bullet Train? I mean, go I see ex- it. You let me know. I was excited for it. All right. Well, I'll wait till it's on Amazon. It. I know, but I got to pay like $13. Just use Tonight. my, well, you know, we'll talk off air. Movies, about... mo- movies, <laughs> aren't, <laughs> movies aren't $5 anymore. Uh, go on Tuesdays. You'll be all right. Yeah, it's Wednesday. All right. My dudes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you as always for tuning in. We will be back at you uh, in two weeks time, back to the regular schedule with some new movie talk, TV talk, all that good stuff. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, make sure you live spicy. Spicy.